Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Hello. Now with more psychic magic. Yeah, that was uh, that was not fun. That no, was that was more wild. Criticals. That was pretty awful, to be honest. Yeah, wow. I didn't like that. <laughs> the the main thing was the confusion aura. Everything else would have been no. kind of okay, except the confusion aura. I was gonna say I was I was gonna go more for the minus ten to your wisdom that happened. When we get to the after party, I am interested in discussing some things pertaining towards that fight. So am I. <laughs> Good gracious. So are we all. Yep. Uh, when last we had left our anti-heroes, the party had made their way following in reverse the trail that the Viper had used to escape from the Temple of Sekhmet to instead make their way back to the Temple of Sekhmet to attempt to confront the the cult of the Black Pharaoh. Narlathotep. That's just fun to say. It is. <laughs> Although, apparently, we all fall... By, well, actually, I think you guys fall into this camp because I fall into this camp where I say Narlathotep as opposed to other people who say Narlahotep. I don't like that. I like... like so, I like, it's whether or not yeah. you want Narlathotep or Narlahotep. I think okay. Narlahotep sounds too, like, beachy and tropical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nearly sinister enough. <laughs> sounds like he should be played by uh, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the exact same situation, except for he's wearing like a straw hat and hanging out on a beach somewhere. And he has a lake. He's just waiting nice. for Cthulhu to climb out of the ocean. Now I need like fan art of this or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, the Crawling Chaos does have a thousand forms, so. True. Oh, that's one of them. Yeah, so why not? And one of them could be yep. a chill beach dude, so, you know. <laughs> one of my other forms is my regular form, but with a fancy hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he insinuates in to start causing madness. It's Nobody Cthulhu suspects to climb the out of the hat. ocean to rub suntan lotion on his shoulders. Uh, no. <laughs> I burn so easily. He probably would. Surprisingly, being that I'm a pharaoh from a desert. Mm. Yeah. So you all had arrived, had made your way through the uh, into the foothills of the Pillars of the Sun Mountain, wherein you had found the Secret Valley. In which, in ages long since past, the Church of Sekhmet had built their shrine here to contain this evil for all of time. It didn't uh, work out. Yeah, that, yeah. Didn't work. It, that never works when they say to contain it for all of time, ever. Yeah. They should really just say for about, I don't know, a couple decades. Yeah, then, then it'll be someone else's problem. Yeah. Until something tragic happens. This will contain this forever uh, with a little asterisk next to it, and then at the bottom it just says, Unless an event occurs, which causes all prophecy to stop to work. Uh, you know, just in case. <laughs> Forever asterisks some the restrictions apply. <laughs> yep. It's true. Unless PCs need new plot direction. You know, it was, uh, it was probably Phrasma going, you know, you might need an asterisk there. Yeah. <laughs> nah, she doesn't get but those kind of hints. That's that, much more of an Asmodeus kind of thing. <laughs> she just sort of yes. chuckles to herself when she sees that. Like, oh, they think that, don't they? <laughs> Put it in the fine print. <laughs> Yeah, you had entered into the town. You had found the ruins of the village. For all you know, you may very well have uh, have walked by Sudi's parents' home somewhere in the yeah, village. Yeah, and we saved the doorkeepers fighting this thing if they ever eventually <laughs> come here. I need them to get there. <laughs> Sagara looks over and just sees sadly like a, a crib sitting in one of the Aww. houses. It's just like, oh, that could have been Sudi's. made it sad, right? One crib never used. jeez. Even sadder! <laughs> yep. Guys, this is becoming a depressing episode. We have to move on. 
Okay. Uh, so speaking of depressing, you then fought a giant tentacle worm thing. That was awful. Sugati. That was with a sword yes. that it held with its tail. The <laughs> <laughs> sword was really the comical part. I can't it didn't get need over it. that. So it also had a, the sword. It also had a wand. Can we pick yeah. up the wand? Yeah. yeah, you haven't even looted the body yet. You just. Uh, yeah. you I mean, the sword is it. way too big for any of us to use, but magic, please. <laughs> Come on. You know who could use that? that causes that fog. Ah, Sudi could embiggen himself and then use that sword. No, it's true. You had a uh, a terrible fight had ensued. We tried uh, to kill because, each other. Yeah, mostly because unknown to anyone, particularly even Zephyr, a Pugwampi had climbed into his pack as he slept. <laughs> <laughs> Required that he roll twice and take the lower. Who knew? <laughs> oh, I was keeping that, was that secret excuse. from everyone. Oh, oh Pugwampies. No, I, that, that was the first thing we ever fought in an AP, and I will never forget it. I freaking hate Pugwampies. I love them so much. That was. Well, I mean, I love them as like for creatures is what they are, but man, anytime they come up, I'm like, son of a... <laughs> Well, I this really gonna take just want to play a Pugwampi, and my tactic is run to the enemies and make them roll everything twice while the rest <laughs> of the party's ranged. <laughs> you know? Oh man, have a cohort that's a Pugwampi brawler that oh, focuses no. on grapples. Oh, no, just jumps on people's back and holds them in place. Uh, <laughs> yes, this would be great. Put a curse on must, I, don't know. I even had my cat like breathe on one of the dice. <laughs> hey, you know, getting a cat blessing in an Assyrian campaign is probably a good thing. It didn't it's turn true. out true. to be. Oh, no, you gotta well. hold the cat above the dice and, and like yes, and do a circular <laughs> move it around counterclockwise. Uh, little do people know that that's what Heather and I Winter do shins. on a regular basis, which is why our luck is so good. You're revealing the mythos. <laughs> so you then managed to uh, to defeat the giant thousand leg tentacle worm. Yeah. Ugh. Somehow. I blasted all of you with psychic Yeah, magic I was real worried about that. Made yeah. uh, Crucible's uh, brain bleed out of his nose. Oh, that was man. the more concerning part, was I was afraid that there were multiple of those that were coming my way. Oh my gosh, that would have been so bad. Yeah, that's where we had left off. We did a little, uh, little off-air healing for everyone. I think everyone is back in the full fighting condition. Planchette yep, didn't get hit, so... After by by the time pretty much all of that healing has been done, the mind fog which had hit you and caused all of you to, uh, or at the very least two two of you to take a minus ten penalty on uh, <laughs> will saves, if pertinent. By the way, more for Jessica really than anyone else. Mind fog is a level five sorcerer wizard spell too. Ooh, it's a fancy spell. <laughs> Yeah, that is a heck of a spell if you're going to follow it up with any suggestions. Actually, I suppose doubling down on uh, useful for Jessica, it's also a bard spell. That is actually helpful because Hollis doesn't do enchantment. Yeah, but the bard does. The bard thing is good. Like, ooh, a cloud cloud effect that causes people Mm, to be crappy at once. Does Hollis do illusions, though? Because if she does, that still Mm. counts for those. Not often. She's more of like a conjuration, transmutation type person. Fair enough. Abjuration, obviously. She's all about that boom. Uh, All about that boom. About that boom. Yes. No enchantments. (laughs) (laughs) So I suppose as we begin, all of you stand here in the deserted remains of this ancient catfolk settlement. This Titanic, I believe it's 35 feet long. Yep, 35 feet long, 7,000 pound worm centipede monstrosity slowly bleeding out its brackish bluish purple blood out onto the ground 
See, I imagine Crucible going over there and like getting some of it in a vial. Dang Sagira it, I was just about to say that. Like, <laughs> Sagira probably goes over and like kicks it in the face or something. No, Sagira wants to go look at that sword. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe it's a magic sword that resizes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But yes, I do want some of its insanity juice. <laughs> insanity Ew. juice. It might be useful for something. You don't know. It's the, remind me to talk about its amazing poison that I didn't actually get to use. Uh, See? Oh, the one we kept saving against. Yeah. If uh, What do you guys get taking 10 on the spellcraft? Uh, nothing, because I can't. 25. 10. I get a 21 if I do a praise, though. The sword is a huge size plus one short sword. Hooray. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. So Aww. if you know any uh, storm giants or something, that'd be useful. <laughs> eh. Okay. Okie dokie, then. Not yet. The wand, however. Maybe if some... Actually, I don't even know who in this party can really use wands. <laughs> uh, I have a nine-use magic device. Technically, That's you can possible. use wands from an alchemist spell list as long as the spell's on their spell list, but... That's also true. I don't believe that this is the case with this one. Yeah. As this is a wand of searing light. Oh, that's cool. Uh, That is definitely not on my spell list. Yeah. It has 15 charges remaining, but even more importantly, it is a cast level 10. Nice. Is that on the Uh, druid spell list? No, Mm. it is a cleric oracle inquisitor spell. Yeah. Sad. So if any of you use magic device well, that might be a good thing for you, but... I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I mean, eh. It does 5d8 points of damage against anything. It does 10d6 points of damage against undead. It does 10d8 points of damage against undead that are vulnerable to sunlight. So, yeah, not a bad option. Okay, alrighty. That could have messed up somebody. It's true, but it didn't. Yeah. Because it was too busy trying to pinch their brains with its brain. <laughs> Alright, I guess we should uh, keep going. I suppose all of you dust yourselves off. Turn facing up the steps leading up towards the main structure itself. Ascending up the stairs, you make your way closer to the main building. The structures on some of the lower tiers that kind of occupy this place, again, like this, like steps carved by gods, each of them stretching up about 30 feet, each of them maybe, again, 100 feet across, make their way up to the far end of this valley where you begin to approach the temple itself, carved as if from the very bedrock that forms this mountain. Ascending up the path, you pass by signs here more so than further out of destruction. Uh, Buildings that seem like they, at the very least, the upper levels were crushed or smashed through. As you begin to reach the top of the steps, you are you find yourself flanked once again by two twin statues of the goddess Sekhmet, who stares down at you as you make your way beneath her. Ahead of you, the temple rises up out of the ground, again almost seemingly merged with the earth itself. The front of the temple is curved on each of its side. In essence, there's a front entrance flanked by two statues, and then walls make their way back at about a 45-degree angle before cutting straight back into the mountain itself. The front portion of this is a wide arch with two supporting towers on either side, which reach up before interconnecting over the top to make what in essence looks like a gateway leading in. If any of you ever seen the temples at Karnak, it's kind of like that. I've seen the mummy. Yeah, like the mummy. (laughs) If any of you have ever seen the mummy, uh, it's kind of like the mummy. 
Cool. Um, there's a little arch over the top and hieroglyphics. You know, death is only the beginning. You're yeah, talking just about once the, or twice. You're talking about the mummies with the mummy with Brendan Fraser, though, right? Because there have been several. Yes, yeah, so we're, we're talking about the one that uh, basically <laughs> all consumed my childhood. All right, just wanted to make sure, especially for the folks. So Brendan Fraser. Yes, the one with Brendan Fraser. It's, you guys okay, brought your shotgun, okay. right? Uh, Aww. Why is not uh, playing you just, a gunslinger? You just gotta scream back at him. <laughs> That's true. I have a cat. Yeah, <laughs> well, there yeah that works. Actually, it's effective. effective. So we're safe from the mummies, right? I mean, in-game Segura has one at least. So yeah, it's true. Sadly, hasn't helped so far in terms right. of like just warding off mummies. Ah, she could kill a mummy pretty good, I bet. As you approach towards the entrance to the structure, you see that at one point there were probably doors. They seem to have been ripped free, rent free from the front of the structure and now simply lay broken on the entryway into the building itself. Beyond, you can see that there is just darkness. Well, this is it, right? This should be. We should make our way through the entry hall here. There's some rooms off of the side of this and then a central meeting chamber that's past that where the the inner sanctum is I want to check for traps for or not traps I want to check for tracks first yeah you can make a uh, a survival check if you want to check around for some traps uh, uh, what is the rest of the party doing wolf does have trap spotter now it was the ro- it was the trick she got last level okay so, cool. I aid you all right, I got a 30 for my tracking. I'm just keeping an eye out for danger, basically. Danger. Danger. Yeah. What's up, danger? Danger. <laughs> Segura kneeling down, checking the sands here. Again, sand, while it does easily keep tracks immediately, it loses tracks rather quickly. You do see some signs that something, something serpentine has come and left from this place recently. Not like the thousand-leg creature you just fought. Hmm. But something long and snake-like. You also see some boot prints, but it's of an indeterminate number of people. Oh. Hmm. More than one. Uh, Maybe even more than five. Interesting. Interesting, Sagara. I mean, it looks like the some sort of snake creature has come and gone, but also something that wears boots probably more than one something something maybe even more than five somethings have come and gone that wear boots well the serpentine creature I think we were expecting yeah the Mm. Lamia is probably the serpent thing but unless your son has more than one pair of legs there's maybe other people here not when last I saw him (laughs) cultists perhaps maybe hmm it could be. There are many who are weak or unfortunate or disenfranchised that will quickly cling to any organization that gives them purpose. Sakira oh, looks at him for a long beat. Yeah, I was going to say, the doorkeepers are here. There'd be some words. <laughs> he smiles. Well, it's more that he takes advantage of that and has yes, his game. Is, he's specifically <laughs> yeah. describing himself. <laughs> All right, well, let's go in. Very well. I'll take points. All right. Keep an eye out for any bodies or cold chills. I might be able to talk to something. It'd be useful to gain as much information about this place as we can. 
Yes, okay. but I also don't know who or what died here, and that does concern me if I am going to summon something. True. Well, Wolf. Catfolk, probably. Mabe, if you would not mind taking point. Uh, Sagara pulls her sword and steps up. I will lead the way. Stepping forward, making your way in. The transition from outside of this temple, this place that you've been seeking for, for so long, at the very least in Segura's case, the place that she's been interested in for some time, the transition from outside to inside of this sanctuary is sudden. It's always cooler, of course, in the shade, and when one has been exposed to the desert for some time, any relief is noticeable. But the temperature drop from outside to inside of this structure is precipitous. It feels almost 20 or 30 degrees cooler almost the moment you pass into the shadow of this building. <laughs> As you enter inside, you find yourself in, you guess, some form of entry hall? The room is impressive. The ceiling in here arches up to a height of some maybe 20, 25 feet. Rows of pillars form around the outside of this room, as well as in the center, creating a number of different corridors formed by the high columns which stretch from floor to ceiling in this room. You can immediately see two exits from the room to your right and left as you enter. Both of these doorways, both of which uh, any of those of you with dark vision, those of you without dark vision, I imagine you're providing a light source. Yeah, I can cast light. Okay. Off towards your right and left, you can see that there are two exits from the room. Beyond those, you can see that there are stairs ascending up, probably into the two towers that marked or that framed the outside of the entrance that you just came through. Although, again, you can't be certain without going through them. You don't immediately see any doors out of this room, although actually getting even the full details of the the width and breadth of this room is nearly impossible with the sheer number of columns in this chamber. From the doorway directly ahead to the opposite side, you can see that there's just this uninterrupted row that makes its way forward. And on the far side of this room, some, you'd say, maybe 40 feet away from you, is what appears to be a statue. Again, this seems like the statue was initially intended to be that of maybe a pharaoh, judging by the fact that it's holding the crook and flell indicative of station, an onk designed directly behind it, seemingly marking it, but the face of the statue has been completely removed, hmm. leaving this blank, expressionless, you can't even see, say, mask, simply void where its face should be. That makes me instantly nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, hieroglyphs do mark the surrounding walls. Actually, anyone that has knowledge engineering can go ahead and make me a knowledge engineering check. Nope. 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 <laughs> not, not this party. 28. <laughs> <laughs> One person in this party. Hey, I'm historical. Wolf. I hit stuff. Uh-huh. You glance about the room. First off, these hieroglyphs look... Many of them look surprisingly new. Not like the entire set of hieroglyphs, but as if new hieroglyphs have been added to the surrounding walls. Possibly more interesting, curious, troubling than this. Many of these structures will have windows set high on the wall between the support columns and pillars, usually set at a height of about like 15 feet or so, high enough that it's not easy for a person to come in, 
but still large enough to allow in natural light for the people inside who are working or the people who initially constructed the structure and also to allow for an easy airflow and uh, even the occasional cooling wind to make their way inside of the building. Those are here as well, but all of them seem to have been sealed up. There are no windows. There is no natural light in this room other than the light that filters in through this open doorway. Curiously enough, uh, with your knowledge engineering check, they weren't bricked or mortared up. It's as if somebody had intended to create a window there and just left smooth, perfect, seamless stone. Magic. There's new hieroglyphs on the walls and there aren't any windows. Well, if you like the darkness, I imagine you wouldn't like windows. Planchette wants to take a look at the new hieroglyphs. Sigura's going to poke around the room to look for things that seem interesting or make her think of Sudi. <laughs> okay. Anybody else have any actions they wish to take? Which way did the Viper say we needed to go? He kind of gave us some direction. He nodded forward towards, you guess, doors that you can't see from here. Oh. I mean, Wolf hmm. wouldn't get too far ahead of everyone, but she's going to start making her way that direction. And I guess I'll look behind us. Make sure we're not being jumped. <laughs> I'll try to look at the okay. uh, statue. All right. Uh, so go ahead and give me a perception roll from Segura. Zephyr, give me either if you have a craft that's anything involving stonework, if not an appraise check. Appraise it is. Segura gets a 24 on her perception. Oh, but we're in a building. Uh, so that's actually a 26. Oh, and I have heroism. 28. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so many numbers. <laughs> I roll a five for a six on a praise. Oh, your dice, Ross. I can appraise that afterward. Trying. I do have good appraise. Yeah, I Digital don't. dice roller. So you're taking a quick glance around. You can see points here where the stone is discolored. Probably from, from bodies laying here. Maybe bodies even slowly desiccating over the course of years left here. They aren't here anymore. Hmm. You do find occasional fragments of bone, the occasional phalange, uh, other I bone pick up that the you phalange. Very well, you have a phalange. Weird. Other assorted items. The only thing you do find are daggers, kukris, kopeshes, weapons that seem to have simply been dropped and fallen wherever they were. Hmm. Whomever seems to have come in and collected the bodies didn't bother to collect the items that they were carrying. And are those all, like, old and bad? Uh, mostly, many of them haven't been tended to. You know, they're not masterwork quality mundane mm -hmm. weapons. So, as far as you're concerned, it's not up to the snuff of the dog sword you have. Fair. Zephyr, making your way forward. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the statue is masterfully crafted. It's proportioned in a way that is common proportions for rulers' pharaohs. With that broad shoulders, narrow waist idealized perfection as far as the ancient Osirians commonly use when they're crafting statues. This is obviously intended to be that of a pharaoh. Yep. The only thing you can easily note is that the pharaoh's nameplate is blank. Hmm. The statue also bears no cartouche. Huh. And no face, which is a little and weird And the face too. looks yeah. like a mask could fit on it if it if it had a mask. Uh, well, I mean, it's already wearing a headdress. So, I mean, maybe the mask, like the face portion of a mask could fit over it. Are you thinking that the the mask could have fit on this? 
Segura's like, is that Hockatep sitting right there? I'm really freaked out about it, actually. <laughs> I mean, are it you talking also, like it's a blank face, like Slenderman has no face, or is it yeah, just like... there's a f- just no face on it. Okay. So it's oh, like... It was purposely made that way. It wasn't okay. chiseled off or something. Well, as far as Zephyr's six appraise is Dang concerned. Uh, All right, I'll that next. <laughs> I was about to say, it's a statue. <laughs> Looks like they didn't put a name on it. Not that I could read it anyway. Segura wants to slink up next to, to Zephyr, touch her golem vein scarab, and make sure it's not a golem, and look at it. Okay. Uh, well, While she holds she her finger the bone. Scarab and no, it's not a golem. So, Blanchette, you make your way over. You look over the hieroglyphs. These appear to be prayers. Hmm. Only the occasional word has been replaced. Oh, no. Some of these prayers... Do you have knowledge religion? Nope. Okay. You're not really familiar with ancient prayers. However, where there should be, you're going to guess other words, there is one word that has been replaced and appears repeatedly. Where you read here, it says things along the lines of, this is your son here, Narlathotep, whom you have preserved alive. He lives. He lives. Narlathotep lives. He is not dead. Narlathotep is not dead. He has not gone down. Narlathotep has not gone down. He has not been judged. Narlathotep has not been judged. He judges. Narlathotep judges. So it's like, uh, you know, the prayer and then the call. And in all of these cases, however, these seem to have probably at one point the Narlathotep has replaced whatever or whomever these prayers originally were to. Again, judging by the statues you saw outside, you can only assume the Lady of Slaughter. Oh. Oh. A little light desecration mm. here. It's fine. Hmm. Well, they really did like their their pharaoh, I suppose. That's kind of how cults work. It looks like they marked off, I'm going to assume, Sekhmet's name and put his all over the walls. Ew. Anyone that wishes to may make me a spellcraft. Sure. I'll take 10 for a 25. <laughs> I roll a 16 and get a 24. <laughs> Yay, hey, that, Ross. That's a good roll. Yay. Hey, there, there you go, go. Ross. You Finally. broke the chain. Yeah. The curse has been broken. Don't say that. It's going to recurse me. <laughs> I was going to say only until initiative was rolled. Yeah. So with your 25, you can now sense more that supernatural coldness, that discomfort you have with Zephyr, you standing here kind of in the heart of this room, staring up the statue crucible with you standing at the door, watching both your compatriots as well as, you know, your backs, that crawling sensation of being on unhallowed ground. Not only has this temple been changed, been retrofitted, it has literally been desecrated. Oh, neat. Neat? I wouldn't call it neat. I mean, just to make things even weirder, this place is desecrated. It's been given over entirely to the dark deities. I mean, if I remember correctly from the last time I dealt with desecration, you just got to clean and like cast a spell or something to make it re-consecrated to the person you want it to be for. So who here knows how to consecrate something? Well, unfortunately, we don't have an extra priest of Horus laying about. Oh, well, I wouldn't want to consecrate it to Horus anyway. Well, not that I think he would have come with us regardless. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. Be that as it may, there's not much we can do to get rid of it in this case. Hey, on the bright side, I have a finger bone. Can you do a seance or whatever with a finger bone? Depends. What um, did it come from? 
Sagira looks at the tiny finger bone in her hand. <laughs> it could be a toe bone. Or a toe bone. I don't know. Uh, I mean, lots probably of creatures a cat have... I mean, I could try. I if hand you, guys, you the finger bone. I'm not opposed. So Planchette takes it, and I figure she kind of starts setting up for a seance, like drawing in the sand and getting everything ready. Anybody want to join? Sure. Oh, ooh, me. If it helps, I'll help. Wolf, you can confirm that other than the two doors that exit out of this way, the two archways that exit out of this way off towards the right and left, there are also two doorways that make their way deeper into the complex. These doors actual have, actually have stone doors on them, which appear to have been closed. She'll make her way back over to the group. No. I was hoping you're going to say she'll make her way forward on her own. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Lone wolf, let's go. There are four ways out of this room. Some of them actually have closed doors. Huh. Good to know. She glances down at Planchette. Found something to play with? Well, Sagira found me something to play with. And I'm going to help. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll form the head. <laughs> no, I want to be the butt. <laughs> Since you're a high enough level medium, you can do it without actually knowing the name of the individual. Good, because we don't know their name. You have their bone. I, yeah, I don't know their name, but I have their bone. <laughs> Which I don't actually think I needed. I think I just needed um, to be at the place of their death. Also, so having a, like uh, a body part gives them a minus 10 penalty to their will save to resist it if they want to. Oh, well, then yeah. good. That helps. So. Yeah. So I suppose you settle in. Call upon the spirits of the far world. Like a picture is, uh, what's her name? I think it was Zelda. Hmm? Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Not who I picture. (laughs) I was kind of picturing um, from Penny Dreadful, Ava Green's character, when she does the seance at the party. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. I think the spirit would honestly probably be unwilling. So, let's see. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) You concentrate. You focus on the spirit energies. You hold the phalange, finger or toe bone. You're not sure. Uh, Roll it between your fingers. After a couple of moments, and by that I mean I think 10 minutes that it takes you to do this. Yeah, you know, uh, I gotta call it all in and whatnot. Yep. Planchette's body stiffens. Her eyes flicker. Why are you here? It's almost like she opens her mouth and it's like a speaker. Her lips don't move. The voice just comes out. We're trying to undo what was done here. What was done here? Oh, someone desecrated this place and, uh, Dedicated it to the Black Pharaoh. Well, and I imagine killed you. We can't really undo that part. Who are you? I was Minseth. Were you an Eye of Ra? You are here to fix what has gone wrong. Yeah. Y'all should sense motive on this. Go ahead and make me a diplomacy check. Okay. I'm going to try to aid. I don't think I can do anything, can I? I aid! You're just staring off in space. You are a vessel now. Uh, I got an 18, so a 20 with your aid. Yep. The Haunter of the Dark is free. Unfortunately, it seems so. How do we cram him back in? (laughs) We have the stone. How do we put him back in? Y'all are asking a lot of questions. It's the same question. And a whole lot of time to answer. We are. We were guardians. We did not make the Shining Trapezohedron. We did not make the seven-sided cask. Does it have to have the box to work? Do you know it all? Light 
Light is the only thing it fears, the only thing that harms it. Okay. Light maintains its prison, and the box is light eternal. Okay. Gift of Ra. If it is free, it cannot abide the light. It must find shelter in the darkness of man's soul. Okay. Is there anything here that could help us put it back? Or that you think might be here anyway? If it has not taken the trapezohedron, it is the only thing that can contain it. What if the trapezohedron is black and dark? It is empty. The trapezohedron is prison and gateway. Can it hold others, other souls? We were but guardians, protectors, charged with the safeguarding. Were one of you pregnant uh, or had just had a baby before this all happened? That's an oddly specific question. No. Hmm. There were some families in the village. They would have known light is the only thing it fears. Its power over darkness is absolute. Darkness in people's souls. Within and without, it can sense darkness, see through darkness, move through darkness. There is only one light that can escape it. What light is that? The trapezohedron? Its own light. The burning eye. What else do you know about this creature? I believe we're probably approaching the end of the 45, I think it's 50 seconds now of uh, dialogue. You could carry (laughs) on with it, even with discussion. Uh, The spirit shudders. Give rest. And then Planchette slumps free. Well, that was better news than it could have been. Give rest? Like put it back to rest rest in the little gem thing. Sounds too peaceful. Also, we've got to find this box that makes a lot of light. The box made of light, maybe. Wolf. Who knows? Wolf would glance over at the viper. Darkness in men's souls. (laughs) This is the wrong group for that. Interesting. The viper strokes his chin. Probably in the viper. I did not see the box when I was searching the ruins. Hmm. Well... We'll need the box, and apparently this haunter in the dark can take shelter in people and places and all sorts of fun things. And it could be thus anywhere. Inside anyone. (sighs) Planchette kind of glances sideways at everyone suspiciously. (laughs) Well, Sagira gets up and brushes her pants off. It mentions something curious. What's that? The stone is both prison and gate. Gate to what? I'm not certain, but I remember Robert mentioned that the the children of Sekhmet were renowned for their oracular abilities. Perhaps they could use the stone. What could they see with it? But I thought touching the stone released the bad guy. Well, maybe you just have to look at it when it's all powered up. Oh. Or maybe if someone with a darkness touches it. That's what released it. Maybe. Hmm. That whole only those pure of heart thing from fantasy stories? The room when I saw it was flooded with light. The inner sanctum. It must have been coming from the box. She said it was a gift from Ra. Yes. 
When Samir caught it, he closed his hand around the stone. Oh, he gave it darkness. It may have only needed that moment. He took it out of the light. Mm. Useful. Very. Thank you, Planchette. Mm-hmm. We'll need to find this box, then. If it's even a real box, and not some sort of metaphysical magic box that's not really a box. Won't know till we look. Didn't you see a box? Wolf It was being held in a box when I saw it. A seven-sided box. There were strange... I didn't get a look inside of it, not particularly well. There was a strange lattice work of wires inside of it. Wires? Hmm. Like a slender metal framework. (laughs) The gem was being suspended in the center of it. So that there was no shadow on it? Quite possibly. If it sat on the bottom of the box, it would still cast a shadow. Well, I guess we should uh, keep looking. True. Have you found us a way forward, Wolf? I believe that there are two doors that led deeper when I was last here. Yes, they both have closed doors. What are the chances the box is even still here? I doubt it's here. Hmm. Who would have Let's have one is get the asp. Oh, probably all the booted feet that have been through here. Maybe we should open up some of these windows. Open some of the doors? I agree. No, some of the windows. No, that's solid stone. You know, I mean, it w- magic that could fix that? Do you? Because I have a sword. Well, I'm asking. No, that's not really my area of expertise. No, in other words. So I believe there are two ways for us to continue, then. Do you remember which way to go? Either one of the doors leading from this room should lead us into the reception hall, where we were met previously. Beyond that is the inner sanctum. One was the Hall of the Fallen. And the other one was a... Uh, they refer to it as the Hall of History. I vote history. I guess Wolf would begin making her way forward. Sagira, so let her take point. Yep, that's fine. Very well. Let her step on all the traps. She's got I the have, trap binding. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. She has some traps Go ahead and uh, give me a perception roll from the party. Uh-oh. Hooray. <laughs> I take 10 for a 21. Including the kitty? Sure. Okay. Um, Sagira gets a, a 28, and Isra gets a 21. Okay. Crucible. I'm going to take 10 for a 21. Okay. Uh, Wolf rolls a 19, which gets her a 30. Uh, Planchette rolls a 14 for a 26. I roll a 19 for a 35. Dang. Very nice. Wow. Wow. Ross is back in the game, y'all. Huzzah. Ross got out of his slump. Yep. Finally. <laughs> As you begin to make your way forward, as you begin to exit the room, for a moment, Sagira, Zephyr, Wolf, you don't you don't specifically hear a sound so much as feel this prickling on the back of your necks, that there's something else in the room with you. After a second, you hear a soft whispering. Uh, out of the three of you, what languages do you speak? Osiriani, Terran, and Common. Uh, common, Orc, Osiriani, and Druidic. Uh, dark folk, Osiriani, common, and ancient Osiriani. Zephyr Wolf, you both hear this whispering, this strange voice with no comprehension of what it's saying. Sagira. What? You hear soft whispering in Terran. That's weird. New arrivals. They don't look like the cult. We're not the cult. I respond in Terran. She understands. What? 
For a moment, you see some sort of movement, almost as if light reflects off of something crystalline further into the chamber near the pillars. I'm going to sheathe my sword and walk toward it. Hey, uh... Do you know what it's saying? What? I do. Hey there. Those eyes. Those eyes. His eyes. His eyes. Can I get a sense motive to see if they're excited about this or not? Probably Go not. And, uh, well, one, you can make a sense motive. Two, you can uh, make me a perception roll. Actually, the whole okay. party can make a perception roll. Sure. All right. Uh, sense motive, I get a 20... <laughs> Four, uh, 25. Perception, I get a nat 20 for a, for a 35. I shouldn't roll. I got a 3 for a 14. Again. I get a 9 for a 20. Get a 13 for a 25. I roll a nat okay. 20 for a 36. Yeah. Oh! Nice. Jeez. <laughs> Where were you last game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hiding, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Ross is back in the game. Woo! Sagira, so you can determine two things. One, with your sense motive check, there's something in there that is both fear and anger, maybe? At first, it seemed to be curiosity, but something about seeing you, something about seeing your eyes seems to have instilled those feelings. You and Zephyr both only catch the barest glimpse of the figure. A woman? Although... In this case, a woman some 10 feet tall. Whoa. Her skin looking like polished stone. Her hair looking like a mane of agate and crystal. Oh. She eyes you for a moment before stepping sideways literally into the pillar next to her. I'm assuming you're talking about Samir. He was my dad, maybe, but I don't even know who he is. But I'd love to know who you are. I'm still talking in Terran because that's what she seems to speak. There's no response from the pillar. Ah. She can't hear you through the stone. Either of you may make me indulge the planes. I sadly okay. don't have that. Ross suspects <laughs> I, what it is, but Zephyr yeah, right. has no way to know. I get a 14 because heroism. Sagira, you're not positive, but you think that was some sort of genie. Hmm. Yeah, you can't determine what type or anything like that, but... So I think that's a genie and... She's from the plane of Earth or something, because uh, she just went to that stone. That whispering was familiar. Oh, is she the one that Samir was talking to? Hmm. She didn't seem particularly happy when she saw my eyes, which makes me think that I reminded her of my dad, which means she wasn't particularly happy with him. So, was she advising Samir, or...? I don't know. She didn't really want to talk to me. More importantly, is she in a wish-giving mood? No. I, I doubt it. Doubt She's it. hiding in a rock. Well, that's disappointing. All the stories say they grant wishes. Okay. And I think you have to capture a genie first. <sighs> she doesn't seem to be too friendly right now. At the very least, she didn't attack us. Yeah. Oh, are we capturing her? No. no. Oh, boo. We're just... Oh, I was hoping to get some information out of her because she's probably been around since the incident. She probably knew what was going on. Yeah, if the boss mm. says he recognizes her voice. Uh, oh well, maybe but she doesn't maybe she'll look come like out. the figure that I saw Samir with. Hmm. Mm, dip skies. Too but tall. It was I'm assuming the whispering. Well, yes, I would have easily been able to see her past Samir. <laughs> maybe she's grown. <laughs> <laughs> it's been twenty years. She used the special maybe. stones too. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like she just gets bigger over time, like a plant. <laughs> maybe she can change her shape. Oh, oh yeah, so maybe possibly. But well, what would she even be doing here? 
I don't know. She seemed to recognize that we didn't look like the cultists, so... So there are cultists here, then. Yeah. Well, I think we kind of knew that. So the question is, did she come with your expedition, boss, or was she always here? And if she did come with the expedition, why has she been hanging around so long? The whispering was already here, it felt like. Anytime that we would ask the eyes of Ra pertaining towards it, they would tell us that it was the wind. She's probably a guardian or something for the temple. Probably. Anyone that wishes to may make me a knowledge history as well. Ha ha. Don't have it. It's actually something Planchette does have. History I can do. (laughs) Rolled a 19 for a 31. Nice. Yeah, I rolled a 14 for a 21, but that's, that's much better. I was going to say, Ross, you're still rolling in the teens, so that's still pretty good. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. He's going to pay for it later. I'll give this to both of you. You know, and more likely than not, playing chat could spout off specific instances of this. It was surprisingly not uncommon of the uh, pharaohs in the ancient Osirian to bind genies. Uh, It turns out uh, being able to wish things into existence made pyramid building much faster. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Uh, in addition to that, the pharaohs of old were said to have uh, strong connections to spirits of both earth and fire. Mm-hmm. Being able to negotiate with the spirits of the desert to uh, control sandstorms and stop the, uh, what are they called? Shemeshit, I think. Uh, the elemental storms that sometimes rage through the desert. There was a sandstorm. Oh. oh I'm going to speak back into Terran and be like, hey, did you cause a sandstorm the night that everybody here got murdered? Okay, still not wanting to talk? Cool. I think she's just going to watch us. An itch behind your eyes. Oh, God. We had a lot of that recently. Take the northern doors. I think we should go through the northern door. What makes you say that? I think she's giving me some guidance. We'll either find out if she's helpful or if she's trying to kill us. Check for traps. That's why I'm here. After you, ladies. Uh, Wolf makes her way towards the northern door. All right. Sagara pulls her sword again. Swords. Okay. That you're just going to go non-lethal punching for the rest of this thing. Uh, uh, no. no. <laughs> That's not my style. Who do I look like? Sudi Kantar? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Sudi was here crying over his people. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Aw, soon. Maybe. Maybe, he, maybe, maybe she would come out because of his special stone. If the timelines matched up, maybe you'd open the door and Sudi would be there. And be like, oh my That'd God. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it's punching time. Uh, Y'all didn't take care of the purple thing out there? Rude. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you kill Jim? Oh, no. <laughs> Turns Jim out we picked friend. up this elf. She keeps grabbing and dimension and door in us places. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> 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 we got jumped by a worm and she's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, smart move. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. To be fair, Hollis should prepare nothing but dimension doors for her fourth level spell slots. <laughs> nah. Just a teleportation Ding. mage. Approaching the door. Yeah, they're closed, but the uh, you don't see any traps. Wolf pushes the door open. Pushing open the door. The chamber beyond is not overly large. From here to the other end, you'd say it's maybe 25 feet in length, maybe about 15 feet wide. More of a hallway, really, than a chamber. And you wouldn't pay much attention to even that if it weren't for the strange designs to the outside walls. These walls are covered in numerous uh, vertical rows of hieroglyphics. One row after the next, after the next, after the next. These don't seem to have been disturbed in the way that the other ones were. As you walk down the length of it, everyone make me a perception roll. 
Okay. <laughs> there we it's go. It's not for traps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 21. My comeuppance. Ah! Your hubris. Again! Uh-oh. I roll a 3 for a 14. I roll another 19 for a 30. I rolled a 9 for a 21. Hey, me too. I got a 21. I rolled, I rolled a, a 6, though. 1 for a 17. There you Aww. go. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Right. Although a 17 is still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I have a high perception. You all begin to make your way down the length of this hall. Torch sconches are set into the walls here. Interestingly enough, the torches themselves have been broken. Rude. Uh, it's White. because they want darkness. Yeah, I bet you they were, maybe they were ever burning, so mm. they just busted them. The walls here are covered again in these these hieroglyphs. Some of these stretches are long, some of them are short. For those of you who can read the ancient Osirianian language, mm-hmm. these seem to be stories of great soldiers, warriors, of deeds, mostly in protection of this valley. Mm. It's strange because in many of these cases, these dates don't make sense, as sometimes they seem to recount things that have taken place over the course of a thousand, two thousand years. Embedded into the wall at the end of each one of these retellings is a single stone. As you make your way down the length of this this hall, this room, you can see row after row. At the end of this, you can see what looks to be a half-finished segment of carved hieroglyphs. You're still maybe three-fourths of the way down to the end of the hallway, but after that, it's all blank, as if the hieroglyphs hadn't been finished. Planchette, you are the one to notice that at the end of this section where they seem to have been carving the new hieroglyphs is a spot where a stone was probably embedded, but seems to have been broken free. Because hmm. it's in Sudi's forehead. It's Sudi stone. <laughs> it's the special stone. Do those stones look like Sudi stones? Uh, almost every single one of them. Hey, uh, one of you people that reads this, what does this part say? And I point to the one near the broken part. Planchette steps forward and glances at what it says. Uh, It seems to be bespeaking the prowess and greatness of what they refer to here only as the stone fist. The stone fist. Talks about someone called the stone fist. Uh, It seems to start recounting his tale from close to about 400 years ago. Must have been old. It's about 400 years ago. But again, like the other ones, this seems to have been, this looks like it wasn't carved in years of old, but could have been carved no more than 50 years ago. They live a long Maybe time because they're big statues. Yeah, I don't mean, story do you get like an aging once you get high enough in that prestige class? Uh, yes, at, at so. the 10th level, I believe you actually stop aging. I mean, the story itself is about 400 years old, but the carving, 50 years old, maybe? It looks like whomever was carving this was interrupted actually midway through carving a hieroglyph. So judging by the length of the other stories, this person was probably interrupted maybe only a tenth of the way through the story that they were carving on the walls. Somebody must have a long memory to be able to recall all that while carving it. Yep. Something. Strong Hmm. tradition of storytelling at the very least. And history. I wonder what the stones are for. Can't say. Sakira says nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're going to keep that secret to yourself, <laughs> aren't you? Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, we're all getting special stones today. Well, you have to have a sphinx. I assume that there is some sort of magic protection. Mm-hmm. Something like the Ayun stones that I've seen. Maybe these are like they retire them when they die or whatever. Mm, could be some sort of religious ceremonial item. Maybe. All right. Well, I guess we should keep going. 
I suppose all of you press forward. The door at the end of the hallway opens up into a, what you can only imagine at one point was probably a richly decorated chamber. The room is spacious. Against the far wall from here, you can see a stone throne has been erected. A smaller chair sits next to it as the throne itself seems to be sized for someone substantially larger than a man. The throne next to it, however, seems to be sized for an average sized person. The far Mm. wall is covered with hieroglyphics as well as two twin statues, again seemingly of pharaohs, although again their faces have been removed. What were once beautiful tapestries have been torn down and lay scattered across the floor in this room. Interestingly enough, wall opposite of where the thrones are, so if you're sitting in the throne, you'd stare directly towards it, seems to have a number of, they're not hieroglyphic depictions, so much as a mural depiction. In this case, it seems to be a number of men and women, but with the heads and legs of cats. These seem to be holding kopeshes or bows, arrayed on either side of what appears to be a large central mass. Here it's depicted almost like a ball, but with four large bat-like wings protruding off of the back of it, which stretch around it. In the center of this ball, what seems to be a design of a, it looks like an eye, Although it seems to have three circles in the center of it. Oh, I bet that's our boy. That's the weird lobby eye thing it described. The haunter in the dark. Surrounding the outside of this is what seems to be a, a design like seven lines intersecting. The crystal. And those are the eyes of Ra. The only other thing that you can note here is that on one side of the uh, depiction, you can see that the army seem to be marching and behind them stands a depiction of the uh, falcon-headed god Ra. While on the opposite side, you can see a depiction of the lion-headed Sekhmet. Children of Sekhmet and last eyes of Ra, or the eyes of Ra. Mm-hmm. Protecting, you know, the world from this evil thing. Yep. Until a Pathfinder came along. And ruined Good it job, all. job, Pathfinder. <laughs> so this is the inner sanctum. No. This was this the like throne room. audience chamber. They had a throne here, apparently built for the pharaoh, or so they explained when I asked. Mm, I have a feeling it's for someone else. Hmm. Perhaps. I don't think the pharaoh's actually that big. I think they are, though. The leader of the Eyes of Ra used the other throne when she greeted us. Behind the throne is where we need to go. You can see that there's another door that leads into this chamber. Uh, seemingly, oh. if you'd gone through the other uh, hallway to get down to here. Sagira, for a moment, you feel, again, that itching behind your eyes. They were meant to contain it. Yeah, but they didn't. Do you say that in Terran or, or what? Is the voice talking to me in Terran? The voice is still talking to you in Terran. Then yeah, it's I guess I say that. It's just you inside your head. Sorry, what? Oh, sorry. I think she's talking to me in my head. Okay. Oh, not that again. I mean, it's it's fine. Are we certain that this creature is what she seems to be? I have no idea. I know him. Who? That man. What do you know? He should be dead. Is that where the Haunter of the Dark is? No. Okay. But he is touched, as you Mm. are now touched. I'm touched? There's a long pause, and then when she speaks again, you hear that same shuddering in her voice. It's strange because, it again, the Terran tongue is a very gravelly, rolling kind of thing, and it goes from something that sounds more like a rock slide to something that sounds tremulous. You have it. You brought it back. What's the only thing that can stop him? You're carrying it. 
You aren't protected. It's not glowing. It's only safe if it glows. Well, this is how I found it. It's in a container. Do you know where the box is? You shouldn't have come. Well. You are of his descent. And he lied. The itching sensation stops. Huh. Do you care to explain what just happened there? So apparently, I mean, essentially they were supposed to guard the thing. Viper should be dead. Uh, Why? (laughs) Because he got squished by the rocks or whatever. Uh, We're all touched. Well, I guess not we're all. It's really just the Viper and me. Uh, And Touched with what? By the Haunter in the dark. And I'm not protected because the rock's not in a box or not in a light. Well, you seem fine, though. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a long-term thing. She suddenly contemplates the fact that she's carrying it in her pocket. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's no the light in there. This... The long-term effects of touching the void do to you. The genie said the viper is touched. I mean, it's probably what's causing him to be all... I Like, she motions with her hand, you know, like that, like this, that he is. Charismatic. That's what? Sure. Skill. The corruption of the body. <laughs> The way, like, Wolf cocks her head at the Viper is a very, really, since you can't see her (laughs) face. (sighs) So, yeah, she's mad at me again because she's mad that I'm here without the thing in the light or whatever, I guess. Are we going to have to deal with this genie? I (sighs) hope not. I don't know. She seems seems more mad that... But if you've never been here before, how are you touched just because your father was involved in all of this? I think it's because I'm holding, I held the stone, the stone's in my pocket. I think it might have something to do with that. does that mean the asp is touched? Is that why they took him? I'm sure the asp is like super touched right now. (laughs) Can we stop calling Well, it would at least explain why they went and found him after all this time. Well, I don't know if he's actually touched. Oh, I don't know. He probably had him after you were touched. Maybe. (laughs) But Zephyr also held the stone. Uh, Maybe it is a Samir thing then. I don't know. I was about to say. She won't explain anything. Well, she and your mother was here as well, off. wasn't she? That's true. Oh, maybe I was conceived here. Maybe not here specifically, but like in the <laughs> ring. Your father's their last That would be weird. Where are my special magic powers from? <laughs> you got chipped. Not a Where single are my powers over attack. darkness, thank you. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doubting that that's the case. <laughs> no, probably not. I would like to be there. Anyway. I don't know. What's a diminutive of haunter? The spook? I don't know. Oh, the Narlathotep is the ruler the of the, the nightmare realm of Ling. So maybe you could have time powers like the denizens That'd do. Cool. That'd oh, be cool. I'd love really power neat. over time and space and darkness. That'd be really cool. I mean, that seems like that would make my life of theft very easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pause time. Make it dark. Take the thing, flee. All I wanted. If you screw it up, you just rewind time. Was a great deal of time powers, not for (laughs) evil, not for power, but for money. (laughs) (laughs) You would have had to run all the way back to the sanctuary like some sort of chump. (laughs) True, I would have just been like, and I'm here. (laughs) Excellent. Oh, oh, yeah, I see you just kicked me in the next week while I came back. (laughs) Joke's on you. Well, um... So I don't know if she's going to come back or not, uh, but she's definitely made herself mad. So I guess we'll keep going. Or You have been the one to make her mad. She seems mad at like something I didn't really do. Like I make a lot of people mad, but like she's mad because of like who my dad is. And that's just kind of dumb because I don't even know that guy. 
I mean, she's presumably an almost immortal being, so long memory. Yeah, she won't tell me anything about him anyway, so, like, we could commiserate and hate him together. Like, she's just not game for telling me things that are helpful. Well, perhaps she'll come mm, around. Maybe if we carry on, we'll be able to make her reveal herself. Well, maybe she'll be like, ah, see, they're doing they're doing things that I agree with. I'll tell them things or something. But she was upset you that we brought the stone here. Uh, she was more upset that I brought the stone without it being in light. Oh. Because I am it's all endangered dark in here. by it being in darkness. And it's some gateway to some horrible place. It's only safe when it's in the light. Go put it in a That torch. is what she said. Yeah, but I can't like hold, like <laughs> that feels like a bad idea, just holding the stone in my <laughs> hand as we walk through here. Can anyone cast a spell that would make it glow? Oh, we could put it in my bag with a you, light. You could actually cast light on the stone itself, couldn't you? Or we could try. I'm going to try. Okay. Very well. All right, I'll, here we go. I bring the stone out and I hold it in my hand. Planchette tries to cast light upon it. You cast the spell and touch the stone? Do I have to touch it? Touch the spell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get that corruption. I mean, I could cast light on it, but then I'd have to touch Object it. Object touched. And I think we should probably avoid having more people touch it. Well, it's the only way to put it in the light. <laughs> hey, maybe cast light on a box, and then I'll put it in a box, and then I'll put it in my bag. I mean, Do we have a box? I don't know. Let me dig through Technically, I have a full alchemist kit if there's a box included anywhere in that. Oh, there's got to be a box. But didn't they have a fancy contraption to spend it so that it didn't it form a shadow? Will it fit in a scroll case? Will it, yeah. fit in the pot of a, will it fit in the pot of a mess of a mess kit? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. You could just put it on the pot and then I'll put the pot. I'll put it in the pot. <laughs> Does the pot have a lid? Just make sure I, you yeah, cast I mean, I it on the inside. Cast, yeah, cast it on the does, inside does of the, the pot. Does the pot have a lid? The lid, yes. the lid would technically be a separate object, but... Does somebody okay, else have light? so does anybody have any <laughs> string or twine? I have rope. This is getting very Wait, complicated. cast it on my bag. That means, like, my whole bag would glow, including, like, the all of the pockets. I'll just put it in a pocket of the bag because then the pocket's glowing all around the stone, right? <laughs> No, I was just going to say, tie uh, some twine. Wolf has some twine. Tie some twine around the stone, then loop the rest of the twine over the pot lid so it's hanging in the pot like it was hanging oh, okay. in the box, and then All it's right, surrounded in light. That seems there like a good go. plan. We're going to do that. Uh, we're going way... to be way more creative than people for the last 3,000 years were in how we, we solved this. We are resourceful. <laughs> That's how we lived. I All pull right, out my so hip guess- flask and take a belt of whiskey. It's, <laughs> no. it's going to be one of those kinds of plans. Sigurd's mm-hmm. like, give me. I want. Planchette quite happily casts light upon the pot. Inside okay. of the pot. Yes. And, and by the p- fact that you're also taking your light source, I'm going to strike off a torch. Oh, somebody also needs to cast light on the lid of the pot so that there's light coming from that direction as well. I think you only have one person that can cast light. Yep. Oh. Yeah, but if the light is radiating up from the pot, inside of the pot, when you put the lid on it, it's not going to create a shadow. It's just containing the light. It will create a shadow from the stone. Oh, that's true. Itself. Crap. Well, it's the best we can do right now. All right, we do that. That's good enough. I I don't memorize light. I can see in the dark. I know, me too, but it's... Why was I too cheap to get... Oh, I have an Iune torch. Okay. A... Okay, so we'll put the Ayun torch in the bottom of the pot and we'll cast light on the lid of the pot and then we'll tie a rope. Problem solved. We'll twine the thing so it hangs and then we'll tie yes. a rope around the pot to keep it close. Exactly. I take another belt That's of whiskey. That's what we do. 
You guys Somebody are laughing, we but create, we are creative. Forget Sorry, the fancy magic of raw <laughs> box. We did this ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to remember to recast light every so often. Okay. So you pull out a pot. You put a glowy rock in the bottom of the pot. Yes. You then, I believe you wanted to tie a bunch of string to suspend it. From the lid. Yeah, yes. well, you know, you do that little net stuff where you tie yeah. it around okay. the stone, and then we Loop tie the that around the lid, lid. Okay. Yeah. and then <laughs> put the lid on, and then secure the lid with a piece of rope, uh-huh. and then yes. I cast light upon the lid. Okay. We made a we made a freaking glowing jar. <laughs> and then I put the whole thing in wrong. my bag. So you all sit down on the floor of this temple and pull out your arts and crafts supplies <laughs> and make a little, a little cat's cradle for this thing out of string. <laughs> and then you hang it in the center of it. And then you put the lid it's on It's a team building exercise, yes. right? Okay. Then we succeeded. Very well. And then we put the pot in a bag and then we go on with our lives. <laughs> yes. Feeling 100% confident that you have <laughs> dealt with the problem of this evil artifact. I feel 70% confident that we kind of maybe did something. Crucible in, helps, but Crucible's laughing the entire it's time. It's in the light. That should make the stupid genie happy. <laughs> she'll see we're trying, and then she'll help us. Should we get an E for effort here? I think loudly. See, we put it in a pot with some light. There you go. Okay. I drink I a third belt of whiskey. <laughs> Okay. Our okay. Ready. So, yes, you've lost 15 more minutes of your heroism and your druid oh, is lightly well. drunk. <laughs> That's fine. Might as well be. <laughs> you, you could die. Yeah. Might as well be drunk. What drink is the viper doing while we're doing all of this, by the way? Probably just watching with a bemused expression and then periodically <laughs> questioning his, his life choices. <laughs> no, no, because Planchette is totally like glancing back at him with like the biggest grin on her face. Like, how much fun is this? <laughs> yep. yep, these are my lieutenants. Yep. If I, if I die of this horrible wasting disease, I can feel certain that the, the gang will be all right in their hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I hope my son's not dead. I need to put somebody in charge. <laughs> well, good enough. I guess we should go on with our lives. Yeah, not yeah. much else we can do. So now it's in lights. I mean, I don't know if that really helps anything. That's the in best light. we can do. I mean, it's, we're better safe than sorry. She's a genie. She could have wished us a new box, but she didn't. <laughs> so this is the best we could do. I think you have to be the one to wish for it. I asked her if she knew where the box was and she didn't answer that question and instead got mad at me and huffed off. <laughs> I didn't know if she huffed off, if she's like it was in, in the toe. walls or something. The rocky, grumbly sound sounded less like big rocks tumbling and more like little pieces of rocks tumbling. Her tone changed. She it sounded weird. like fear. It's right. like any a really other weird language. language. So you said the doors behind the throne. The big one or the little one? Well, I mean, they're both up on the same pedestal, but yes, they're behind the large throne. All right, let's push it. Or is there a button? Wolf makes her way behind, make sure there's no traps. It was open the first time I came through. All right. Uh, um, Go ahead and have Wolf make me a perception roll. Uh Uh-oh. Roll a 12 for a 23. That's half decent. Yeah, looks clear. She would try to push the door open. Sekiro will help her try to push the throne over. (laughs) <laughs> pushing the throne. Uh, <laughs> I think well, it just slides out of the way, kind of a situation. Well, yeah, I'm no, there, trying there's to push a it. there's a gap of about ten feet behind the throne. 
Oh. oh okay. <laughs> I thought this was one of those like sliding it, thrones. No, or like, I, the I just assumed we walked around behind the throne and there was a door. I thought the throne was against a wall. <laughs> I just assumed Sagira wanted to flip the bird to the pharaoh. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to push over the throne while I'm at it. I'm chaotic. <laughs> no, I just thought that the throne was directly in front of it next to the wall. Like I thought the wall and the throne were together. This is like the worst kept secret, like door ever. I don't think it's meant to be a secret door. I think it's just. I thought it was. All right, so Sagira walks over there and then realizes that she doesn't need to push on that. Uh, Sagira and Wolf both push on the door, uh, which does not move. Although it does detonate, and I will need a reflex save from the party. (laughs) As the room explodes. Ow! Rude! You couldn't have given me a heads up by yelling, Taryn. (laughs) She could have, but she didn't. Rude. I don't like her one bit. I don't think she likes you either. Well, I didn't do anything to make her not like me. Uh, The kitty gets a 20. Uh, Sakura gets a 22. Okay. Uh, The Crucible rolls a 13 for a 21. Wolf rolls a 17 for a 27. Okay. I rolled a 6 for an 18. All right. I rolled a 12 for a 17. All right. Uh, right. How many of us are dead? Well, everyone makes their saving throw. Yay! Sweet. Uh, So I guess, uh, show of hands, it's not a literal show of hands. Who all has evasion here? Because I imagine that's going to be some of you. I think the cat does. I don't, unfortunately. I I actually do not either. I don't. What's an evasion? None of us are rogues. We're just kind of knockoff rogues. Oh, actually, no, your rogue has evasion and the viper takes no damage. But for the rest of you... (laughs) Well, if he had looked, he might have seen it. I have to take with my tricks, and I took it's Tap Spotter point. instead. He's a full ro- like full rogue, probably underneath that assassin. Yeah, he might have some fighter, and he could have checked, but he didn't check. Well, no, that's, that's rude. what Wolf's there for. I was going to say True. that's what the underlings Does are for. Does Trap Spotter add anything to finding traps? No, Trap okay. Spotter no. If you trap trap finding, finding, yeah. Oh, then so that would have been a twenty-seven. My bad. Oh boy, DC twenty-eight. Are you serious? Oh, 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 brutal. You had to rub it in, too. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, So for everyone uh, that doesn't have evasion, you take nine points of fire damage as the room explodes. Ow. Ow. Sagira takes four points because she has five fire resistance. That's true. So Sagira sees the, like, bead of orange streaks out and just grabs her cat and throws it behind the the (laughs) pharaoh's throne. (laughs) And she just springs to the side. Somehow the viper just slides sideways behind uh, Zephyr. <laughs> You're welcome, boss. Always there for me. Crucible just like looks down at his cinched clothing. Does anybody know a good tailor? Not, Not here. Here. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> um, I drink my potion of cure light wounds, assuming that we have time to do that after the explosion. I also will drink a potion of cure light wounds. You know, crazy. I'm yeah. going to yeah, drink a potion of cure moderate wounds because now I'm actually kind of down 20 hit points. So uh, do you think this door is going to explode again if we push on it again? I'm going to go stand behind this thing. And he goes in like on the other side of the throne. <laughs> Wimp. Pragmatic. Coward. What she said. Although, I mean, we're a bunch of not specifically brave hum- humans and individuals, so, like, whatever. <laughs> Every true. man for himself. <laughs> Save me, Leela. <laughs> Save me, Zephyr. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does anyone need healing? Because I do have a little bit no, left. I'm fine. I, I, yeah, used I a drink potion. a potion. I'm good. Yeah. We all, all right. turn to planchette as the moral compass of the party. Uh, that was a bad decision. Her moral Being compass the only is the moral like a chaotic neutral member of the party. Wolf <laughs> looks directly 
at Crucible hiding behind the throne as she pushes on the door again. <laughs> Please detonate again. Please detonate again. Well, it doesn't explode again. Well, Dang it. <laughs> but it doesn't move. Is it locked? Yeah, you can make a perception roll to look for a release or anything. I'll help. Yeah, I'll try to help. Oh, wow. I help. 30. And I help. Well, I Good for you. you. Is Viper going to help with his rogue levels? <laughs> nah. Nope, nope. He's just observing. Actually, he's kind of sitting off to the side. Apparently, the quick movement of hiding behind Zephyr winded him a little bit. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Really? Um, really? I know. Your heart should bleed for the Viper. I'm yours hating him, but Viper's really concerned. <laughs> or, I mean, Wolf's really concerned. Viper's, con- <laughs> Viper's concerned, too. I can't. I was going to say, Crucial uh, seeing his paycheck slowly die. <laughs> Sagira's pretty much like, I've gotten everything I need to know from the Viper, so, like, he could die. It's fine. I'm at Wolf, the place with the stone. you do find a release, actually, funny enough, on the actual Pharaoh's throne. Dang it! <laughs> yeah. Crucible. On the right armrest of, of this, course. there's a release right there. Crucible. Move. Oh, right. He pulls the lever. <laughs> Wrong lever! Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Crucible just goes down a slide. <laughs> Why do we even just have that lever? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dead. I'm just very badly burned. <laughs> the wound smells lightly of almonds. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, you can press the switch, the release for that. You hear a soft click come from the wall. The stone begins to very slowly grind its way sideways. As it does so, as I imagine all of you, Crucible hops up from his seat. Uh, all of you turn back in that direction. Your wolf having been just like leaning over the back of the chair and being like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> turns back around. Beyond, you can see that there is a long hallway. At this point, you can only imagine with its proximity to the mountain leading into the mountain itself. You only have a second to take in the length of this hallway. You think it's maybe Uh-oh. 50, 60 feet long. It's difficult to tell, and really that's only Wolf that can see all the way to the end of it since it's past the rest of your dark vision. You immediately stop, however, turning your gaze towards the dozens of red glowing dots, small flickering lights of fire inside of the feline skulls of what look to be maybe a score or more skeletal cat folk wearing oh. battered robes and torn armor. Put them to rest. As the eyes of Ra turn towards you and in one cacophonous screeching sound of a thousand cats come screaming down the hallway towards you and I will need initiative from the party next time. I knew he was going to say oh, that. Oh, man. <laughs> At least Sudi doesn't have to do this. I know. like, I'll do this for Sudi. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I like the idea of turning and looking down there and she's like, ah, oh, I'm glad that Sudi's not here. I could really use one of Onuris' channels right now. Why aren't any of you Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.